Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th TV series edition. I'm Vicki. And I'm Kim. And these are the episode credits for Friday the 13th, the series, season 3, episode 3, Bad Penny. Series created by Frank Mancuso Jr. and Larry B. Williams, written by Marilyn Anderson and Billy Ryback, directed by William Fruitt. Original air date, October 30th, 1989. Just jumping in here to say that I've had dental work and this not being able to talk properly could go on for months. So if things sound a little different or I'm not pronouncing words properly, dental work, not drunk. So we're back with season three, episode six, Bad Penny. The Cursed Antique is the coin of Xiocles from season two. So this is basically a follow-up to the tales I Live Had You Die, which at the end when Jack said that the coin was safely buried under rubble of the building, I definitely said something to the effect of the building will be torn down eventually. I mean, why would a city leave a pile of rubble from a collapsed building just laying around for any length of time? This episode to me wasn't all that interesting and very predictable. Even though I was glad that they came back to an unfinished mission, it just seemed very predictable. So my notes are not very detailed at times. And as Kim and I were discussing (laughs) before we started recording, I got sucked into the Murdoch trial. For those of you listening, we record ahead, so that's been over for probably a month by the time you're hearing this. I was going to take my notes after the live stream, and I was behind on the live stream. So by the time I finished the live stream, I went on Twitter and they called a verdict. So, of course, I invested six weeks in this trial. I was going to watch the verdict live. So my notes are kind of like rushed and haphazard. (laughs) So if I miss something that you think was interesting or needs to be pointed out, definitely jump in because mine aren't scene by scene like they usually are. So I was afraid that this was going to be full of clips, like when they revisited Vanity's Mirror. Mm -hmm. And there were a few clips, but not as many as in that episode. So that was good. Anyway, so when the guys at the construction site dig up the body, it looked like the dead hand was going to touch the coin, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Just by being jostled around. And I'm sure that's what they were trying to make it look like. But in the original, they did a whole ritual when they were bringing the dead back. So I'm not sure that just touching the skeleton would have brought it back. But that also doesn't explain why it's able to bring others back in this episode. So was the whole ritual and placing it on the forehead and chanting just for show in the original episode? I think so. Because it doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah, I think so. I think it's just, you know, little, what do you call that, little... Theatrics? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it didn't make sense. So a cop, Gorman, and his partner Briggs are waiting to steal a money drop. The drop goes bad, and there's no money. The bad guy, Coslow. I mean, obviously the cops are bad guys too, but the bad guy, Coslow, who was delivering an empty case, kills Briggs. Gorman finds the coin as he's threatening to kill Coslow, and he tosses it. The coin kills Coslow, leaving a mark on his forehead and leaving Gorman not knowing where the money is. Gorman keeps the coin. Mickey and Jack are going to an auction again, and Johnny's looking at a picture of him and his father. It's fishing season, and they always went fishing together. So I did think that in this one, they were going to leave Johnny alone to deal with the coin because he doesn't know anything about it. Right. And obviously, as soon as we saw it was about the coin, and as soon as we saw him looking at a picture of his father, we knew that he was going to bring his father back. Mm-hmm. So at the station, Gorman asks another cop if he's ever heard of anything like the brand on Kozlo's forehead. 
The other cop tells him that there's been a couple. He specifically mentions the reporter from the first episode and witchcraft. So Jack and Mickey come back to the store to see Johnny watching a news report about the killing and the ram's head brand, which causes Mickey to freak out. Jack tries to tell her that they don't know it's the same coin. Really? (laughs) (laughs) But like to say, coin B. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to believe that? Right. Is it somebody or someone else branding dead people with a ram's head? It's a copycat coin? And so Johnny has no idea what's going on. So Jack tells him the story. Some time ago, we tracked down an antique coin. Coin of Zyocles. It was owned by the leader of a satanic cult. First it killed people, and then it could bring others back from the dead. Why is Mickey so... The coin killed her. Ryan and I were able to trick the coven into bringing her back. How? I'm... We swapped her for a corpse that they wanted to revive. He tells him about how Mickey died, and they switched her body with the body the cult was going to bring back to life, and that the coin was lost in the wreckage of the building when it collapsed. And the coven escaped with the coin? Oh, the coven was destroyed. It was destroyed... The coin was buried under thousands of tons of rubble when the temple collapsed. Do you think somebody dug this thing up? Mickey spends a good part of this episode freaking out and insisting that the coin is going to kill her again. And she thinks it's after her and wants her back. So meanwhile, Gorman reads about the coin of Zyocles and its believed power to raise the dead. The most unusual aspect of this case is the ram's head burn. Research indicates the imprint resembles an item known to satanic investigators. As the coin of Zyocles, which followers of witchcraft believe has the power to kill and raise the dead. He decides to bring Briggs back to life, and then bring Coslow back to life so they can find the money. Mickey tells Johnny what it was like to be dead, and that Satan was waiting for her. And I don't really understand that. Does that mean she really wasn't dead? Because why would Satan be waiting for her? Yeah, I couldn't understand that one either. Why would she see Satan? She is fighting against Satan. Right. I said the same thing. I was like, that don't sound right. No, I think there's more to the story. And at the end, I'll tell you, because I have a lot of questions. But I think there's more to the story, and hopefully we'll get it before this series got canceled. So, Gorman and Briggs decide to kill a sex worker named Rita, who was the person who originally told them about Coslow. And after they kill her, they'll be able to bring Coslow back to life, because they needed death on the coin. Gorman does seem to notice that Briggs doesn't seem the same, though. So, after visiting the site of the collapsed building, Johnny goes to talk to his father's friends at the police station to try to find out who was there, in the hopes it can lead them to the coin. He's able to get Gorman's address, but Gorman hears him asking about the killing. So when he gets back to the store, Johnny tells Jack about a morgue report that came in while he was at the station. Briggs' body is missing. So Mickey knows that this means it's ready to kill again, and it is the coin that's out there. Johnny doesn't understand why this can't be just okay. He believes the cop just wanted his partner back and probably nothing else. I think in his mind, he thinks the cop used it to get his partner back and he's not going to use it again, which we all know doesn't work. That's not how it works. Right. He also adds that Mickey's okay. She wasn't turned into a zombie. So, the coin is back. Someone's using it. Mickey, maybe it's okay. It's given life. Now it's ready to kill again. Let's be sure of all this before we jump to any conclusions. Gorman's a cop. I mean, he just wants to see his partner alive again. I can understand how he feels. Johnny, it doesn't work that way. Well, Mickey was dead and she's okay. That coin didn't turn her into some zombie. No, it didn't. So what's the difference? Briggs will be the same way he was before he died. A good cop. 
So Jack tells him that Mickey is okay, but he never explains why, and we don't know why. And that's what I got lost at, too. Right. I didn't like the way that we didn't get an explanation for this. Briggs is not the same, and later Johnny and Jack know that Vince is not the same, so why is Mickey not affected in some way? Right. Right, exactly. Was it because she wasn't dead very long? And if that's the case, why doesn't Jack just say that? Because it would have avoided everything that happened with Johnny later. Right, yeah. He just says, no, she is okay. And then I also wonder if Jack knows something about Mickey being brought back to life that he's not told her or us. Right, we could find it in another episode later on. Right, that just seemed like a ridiculous answer to the question. And if he had an answer... And just said, well, Mickey was only dead for a little while, and that's why she's not affected. That would have avoided Johnny using the coin, right? you know? So I don't get that. I have more questions than I got answers in this episode. Mm-hmm. So the cops go to pick up Rita, and Johnny follows them. They kill her with the coin, and Johnny runs in and grabs it. Meanwhile, Mickey's writing a letter to Ryan, so he'll understand everything after she's dead. She's so dramatic. I mean, I understand. I understand. This is traumatic, but okay. I really wish they would explain more about Ryan, and if he still remembers nothing. Are they in contact with him? Is she just writing him a letter out of the clear blue sky, or have they been corresponding? Oh, I don't know. Right. They don't tell us anything. So what will he have to understand after she's dead if he doesn't remember anything? Right. I want an episode about Ryan as a kid. Right. We need answers for this. Yeah. So Johnny comes back to the store, and it looked like he was going to tell them that he had the coin, but then he didn't. And I understand that Mickey was crying, and Jack shook his head no at him. You know, don't bother us now. But no matter what Jack said, Mickey knowing they found the coin would have solved everything. Right. She would have been more at ease to know that it's in the vault. Exactly. So it looked like Jack waved him away and he left, which was ridiculous. I wouldn't care what Jack said. If I knew I had the coin, I would tell her. Right. Yeah. So obviously he didn't give it back. And then he leaves to go dig up his father and brings him back. He takes Vince to a camping spot they always went to, which is the spot that was in the picture that he keeps looking at. And all the while, the cops are heading to the cemetery to find him because Gorman heard him talk about his father at the station earlier, so he knew he had a dead father and he knew he'd be going to the cemetery. So Johnny keeps looking at his father as if he knows something's wrong with him, but I don't know what he sees since we really never knew Vince all that much to be able to see any difference. Right. They didn't make anything clear in this episode. So the cops find the empty grave and know what Johnny's last name is, so they go to Johnny's apartment. They listen to his machine. Now, listen, I remember having an answering machine back in the day. When you hit the button, it plays the messages you got. It doesn't play the outgoing message. No. Unless you specifically try to play it. So who does that? Who goes to the outgoing message before they check for messages? I wouldn't leave it outgoing. Why? Why? Right. Why would he do that? Because he ended up calling Jack and Mickey later. So why leave a message that he's gone fishing? So the cops hear that he's going fishing. And at the store, Mickey and Jack can't figure out why Johnny would have gone fishing at a time like this. But then Johnny calls them and tells them over Jack's loud objections that he's following the cops and needs a few days to get the coin back. So the cops show up at the campsite and threaten to kill Vince. They start shooting and Johnny and his father get away. Gorman picks up the coin and says that they got what they came for. But Briggs wants to kill Johnny. And when Gorman objects... He kills him and takes the coin. So Johnny threw or dropped the coin. Why didn't it kill one of them? I'm very confused about all this. It doesn't even kill people in the same way. It only shoots them in the head and they fly back. Whereas I think in the original episode, their whole body glowed. Oh, okay. 
So I don't know. It's like they didn't look back at the episode before they wrote this one. Mickey and Jack go to Johnny's apartment and Johnny comes in with his father. Jack loses it on him for lying to them and using the coin. But you know, worst of all, after all of the trauma Mickey's been through over the coin being out there, Johnny gave it back to the cops. Yeah, I couldn't understand that one. That one I really, really couldn't understand. That's like the ultimate betrayal, you know? Mm -hmm. He saves his father and he gives the coin back to the bad guys who Mickey's afraid are going to kill her. Mm -hmm. So at the cemetery, Briggs hits Jack with a shovel. This drives me crazy too. And he's going to use the coin to kill Mickey so he can bring Coslow back. Now, first, I really thought there was going to be a twist. I thought that since Mickey had already been killed and brought back to life by the coin, mm-hmm. we and they were going to find out that the coin has no effect on her. But Johnny comes and hits Briggs with his car. He tells his father to run, and he and Mickey run as well, with Briggs chasing him. Why doesn't Briggs just kill Jack, who's laying there in a grave? Yeah, there was a lot of stuff I couldn't understand, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And why didn't he just kill him in the first place instead of hitting him with the shovel? He right. was right there. So Briggs is chasing him around. Mickey hides in a grave. Briggs finds her and is ready to drop the coin into the grave with her. Like I said, I know someone else is just laying in a grave. He's doing a lot of work running around chasing them when he could have just dropped the coin into the grave Jack was in. Just saying. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Johnny shows up and knocks Briggs into the hole. Mickey tries to grab the coin that he dropped, but it didn't kill her. So you must have to toss it, because I guess dropping it doesn't count, right? Well, yeah, but they dropped it before. They keep dropping it, and it doesn't kill people. It just doesn't make sense. I don't figure no matter what, if it hits the ground, whoever's near it, that's it. Or you the target if it's on your mind. That's what I'm thinking too, but they keep dropping it and nobody's getting killed. So it doesn't make sense. So Mickey beats Briggs to death with something, I don't know what she had, in the hole and takes the coin. And Johnny helps her out of the hole. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. So Mickey sees Jack stumbling towards them, and she tells him that she has the coin and it's all over, except there's still Vince. Johnny has to kill his father. But his father knows it's the right thing to do. And he says he'll talk to him again. So I guess Jack and Mickey forgave Johnny as he's mourning the loss of his father again with them in the store. And he's also second-guessing being there and doing this work. But they both make him feel like he's needed and is capable of helping them. They say they'll always be there for him. So do you have any thoughts on this one? No, it is what it is. Yeah. It left a lot of questions open, and I was like, you know, kind of confused at one point, and it yeah. was okay, but you know, I understand why Mickey was flipping out, because I would have too, so I can't say she was over herself on this one. No, I don't think she was overreacting either, and that's why it was doubly awful that Johnny used the coin and gave it back to the cop, mm-hmm. because she was so upset about it. 
But I was glad they wrapped up an unfinished case from the original episode. But other than that, I have more questions than answers. Number one, why wasn't Mickey no longer Mickey if she was brought back with the coin? Right. Mm-hmm. And is she really no longer Mickey and they just don't know it? Does Jack know something that he's not telling her? Right. Or is she really no longer Mickey and they both know it, but we don't? And then do they have contact with Brian? Does he remember? And I just have way too many questions. Yeah. I'd like to think that they're going to answer these questions, but knowing the show, I don't think they are. Yeah, I don't think so either. You know? The show that kind of leaves you hanging and you got more questions than answers. Right, and I think I would like this episode better if I was sure that we would get answers. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe in their mind, these aren't questions. I realized during watching this series that I'm thinking about it too much. And I know I've compared it to horror before. This is like a horror series. You kill people, you kill people, you get back the antique. And I don't think there's as much storyline or character development that I would like to think there is. Right, yeah. You know, because all these questions that I have and all these things that don't make sense to me, I don't think that matters to them. This is supposed to be a kill, kill, kill show. Right. You know? So I think that might be my problem, is that I am looking for answers. If something doesn't make sense, I want to know why. Right. And I'm expecting it to be explained somewhere down the line. And I don't think the storyline that I have in my head is actually the storyline they're writing. I think they're just writing it for the blood and guts. Right. And they're not paying as much attention to the characters as if you're watching a show like this these days. Mm-hmm. Like Warehouse, there was always answers to the questions. Right. In this, we have questions, but I don't think we're supposed to have questions. I think we're just supposed to be just watching it for the blood and guts and killing and demons and stuff. Yeah, but there is no blood and guts. I'm saying blood and guts like a horror film, but just the dying and the killing and, you know. Yeah, it's just um, soft horror. It's yeah. soft. Yeah, but I think that's like, I don't watch like Friday the 13th, the movie. I think I saw the first one. There was kind of a story behind it at the end, but it was no real story. People were getting killed through the whole movie. Right. There was somebody killing people. So these people, I don't think, had much of a backstory. And like I said, it's been a long time since I watched it. And I think that's what I look for here, and I have to think about it as a a movie, like Friday the 13th, the movie, where there really isn't any character development. Like, how many times have we said, yeah, this guest cast member died, but we don't really care because we never got to know them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, you said in the wheelchair episode, it would have been nice to see the girl in a flashback skating. Mm -hmm. But they don't care about the guest characters. Right. They're just people that are going to die. Right. And I know, like in the tattoo one, and I said, when he killed his sister, yeah, it was sad that he would kill his sister, but we didn't know his sister. And if they gave us something and we got to know the sister, we would feel worse. Right. You know? But they don't give us that, rarely. It's just all about the killing. Mm-hmm. I think that's why, you know, I'm driving myself crazy trying to figure out why some things don't make sense. And it's probably because they don't care. They're just writing episodes with mm-hmm. people who are going to die. And that's right. it. So I'm trying to start thinking that way. <laughs> Anything else? No, that's it. All right. Well, we'll be back next week for episode seven. All right. See you next all week. Right. See you then. This is Doug, reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 13th Warehouse, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, and on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. You can listen to The 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for the 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th, the series edition. Suspense Night, provided by Anton Kornienko. Pixabay user 147-98912. Free for personal or commercial use. See you next time at the warehouse.